Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole buyer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could steal all my silverware and gaslight me into thinking i do have silverware my guest today is a is a singer and legendary legendary drag superstar who competed on rupaul's drag race season dos all-star season uno and cinco and and Drag Race UK versus the world also Drag You and her new show Queen of Hearts is a first of its kind blind dating game show podcast available anywhere you stream your podcast ooh baby I got Juju B Hello, my love. Thank you so much for having me. And oh my gosh, what an introduction, first of all. Can you do this every day for me, everywhere I go? I love doing people's intros. Sometimes they fuck them up, but I think I did good on this one. Also, I forgot to ask you before we started, what are your pronouns? Uh, My pronouns are he, him, his, but in drag, it's she, her, hers. And I'm here for either of it. And do you prefer boy name or do you prefer Jujubee? Call me Jujubee. My, my boy name's Airline, and sometimes it's confusing, but Jujubee's, you know, I think she shows up to host Queen of Hearts. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tell me about your name, Airline. 
Oh, okay. So first generation American. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I've, I've spent like my entire life doing this. So I think I've perfected it. Okay. I'm a first generation American. My parents had no idea that the E tacked on to airline would change the pronunciation to airline. Oh. But I love the name because it's so unusual and unique. And I, it's me. Airline. I love it. It's fun. I also do love a mistake in a name. My cousin, her name is a mistake because they let her brother name her. He named her after a girl that he liked in school, but he got her name wrong. What was, what was it? Can you say the name? Meh, you know, I'll tell you later. (laughs) I can't be putting my family's business out there like that. (laughs) She's like, I didn't know. She's like, I had no idea until I listened to your podcast, girl. Fucked up till you said it. Okay. So tell me about wait, are you in a hotel room right now? I am. I'm in LA. I'm actually I'm I'm here to rehearse for Drag the Musical. I'm Ooh, like that gay. That's fine. I'm like <laughs> What's Drag the Musical? Drag the Musical is a musical uh base it's it's the baby of our great drag queen Alaska. And uh, it it's yeah. I'm like, I can't believe I'm a part of this. It's really cool. It's going to be in the bourbon room. Um, I think it's, by the time this comes out, it's probably like the last week because we end on the 15th of October. But it's been great. There's been great reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's going to be. I think Alaska yeah. puts on a fabulous show. Drag oh. Queen of the Year is such a fun show. It's so fun. And the fact that now there's a, a musical called Drag the Musical, mm-hmm. it's, it literally tells you exactly what it is. Yeah. And we sing, we dance. Girl, I'm not a dancer, mm. but I show up at rehearsals like... Like, I'm Madonna. Like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I wish I was a dancer. <clears throat> I wish I had just the slightest bit of rhythm. I feel mm. like God was like, mm, not for you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? God gave us everything else but rhythm. But that's okay. Because I can find <laughs> one in three. I can, <laughs> you know. I can't find one. And I can't find three. I'm constantly like, a one, a two, 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 and a three. Oh, we're going. I don't know. It's terrible. It's so fucking hard. You had to do a lot of dancing on Drag Race, right? Well, I it it was um it was pretty easy, and it was you know I I pretended really well when it came to dancing, <laughs> and when it came to sewing, and it, when it came to really I think I pretend really well. <laughs> I honestly, truly think fake it till you make it can get you farther than people think. Baby, it's going to get me to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how did you get into drag? Is this a boring topic? Do you want to tell me? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I, okay, so my love for theater was really what brought me to drag because there was a world when, you know, with theater, you have to rehearse, you have to Mm -hmm. be present. Um, It takes a lot of time. And when I was in college, I just didn't have the time to make for that. But drag was something that uh, gave me that same feeling on stage. It was that 
I don't know if it was the attention or if it was just that magic that you feel mm-hmm. when you're on stage. You get it as yeah. a performer and drag brings that. I think it's a it's a little bit of both. It's like, boy, oh boy, do I love attention. But God forbid <laughs> you sing happy birthday to me in a restaurant. Oh, oh please, please don't. Stop it. But oh, give me a stage don't. in the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I am. I'm like, I'm like, okay, when I'm at work, let me just be fierce. But mm-hmm. yeah. Don't even sing to me. I'm so uncomfortable. So, okay. You loved theater while you were in high school. What uh-huh. theatrical performances were you in? Uh, actually, in my first role was this soldier in this um, play. And it was in ninth grade in Fresno, California. And I played a soldier that had one line. And I don't remember what the line was. But it was uh, the lady... Or it was the lion or the lady. It was it was one of those. It you know they had to pick a door and see if they survived. And then uh, the next year we did the Wiz, and I never heard of the Wiz, and I mm-hmm. fell in love with the music. And I was like, oh my gosh! Uh, I got cast as the actual Wiz, and I was you know roller skating around Ooh. and practicing and. Tragedy strikes. This is my real life. My my father passed away, so I had to move from California to Massachusetts. Oh no! So I never got to do the whiz and that like that fire. That theater fire was always inside of me, and here I am. I'm so sorry. Similarly, I in high school was in a play called Up the Down Staircase. It's a play not one person's ever heard. Um, <laughs> and my mother died like in the beginning of production, wow. and then I was like, well. I guess I don't have to be sad, Nicole, for two hours of pay practice. I will be Elizabeth, the student with the issue. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> me, literally me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how how much of an escape performing is mm. because it's oh my like gosh. I don't have to deal with any of the bullshit that I'm dealing with. I yeah. can just be on a stage and entertain you. And mm-hmm. you laughing or enjoying me then makes me happy. Yep. Until I take off my makeup and I'm back in my life and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, until <sighs> it's like midnight for me in uh-huh. my bed in a hotel eating freaking cold chicken with my bare hands, <laughs> listening to podcasts. <laughs> oh, I've been there. The cold I'm chicken. I'm still there. <laughs> leaving the do not disturb sign on the door to be like, don't take my chicken fingies. I will eat them cold later. They may make me sick because they've been out for a minute, but I'm going to enjoy them. Uh, Okay. I feel like we're on a date right now, and I would would totally date you. I don't know why you're asking, why won't you date me? I would totally date you. We would be nonstop chatting. We would explore things. I love that. Skydiving. I love that so much. Usually I wait till the end of the episode to ask if you would date me, but I love that <laughs> nine minutes in, you were like, fuck it, throw in the towel, let's do it. Well, when you know, you know. When you know, you know. Oh my God, did you be? <laughs> so wait, where were you born? You were born in California? I was born in Boston. Born in Boston. Boston moved yeah. to California, back to Boston. Back to Boston. How was growing up in Boston? Because to me, Boston is a party town, people are friendly, but also casual racism at every corner. (laughs) It's covert, so you're like, did it just happen? (laughs) No, it's it's absolutely very true. Um, 
But, you know, Boston now has a fierce Asian mayor, Miss Michelle Wu. She is incredible. She is incredible. And um, she's pretty hip. She also supports Jujubee, so I, I got to support her. But but I will I will say, I um you're right because the experience is very it's very subtle and you do have to like you you think like oh my gosh is this person really following me mm-hmm. around this TJ Maxx yes. all I want is a candle yes I'm a Maxinista how dare you follow mm-hmm. me around mm-hmm. I barely have a my Gucci purse <laughs> couldn't possibly fit anything else but my wallet <laughs> yeah I getting followed around stores was a thing that my mother would talk about, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, really, like, hit you until you're like, oh, yeah. it's happening. It's And then you yeah. have to prove that you're not doing that, and it's the worst thing. Because yes. you're like, let me grab a pillow so that it's a uh-huh. big thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was just in a sunglasses hut. Um, I think his name is Cade or Corey. Very kind. Love him very much. He's at the Mm. Sunglass Hut (laughs) in downtown Disney. I've been to Disney so many times in the last, like, two weeks. I'm, I guess, a Disney person. I I don't know. You walk too much. Everyone's ugly. I don't actually know if I like it. So I'm at Sunglasses (laughs) Hut. And all I want to do is get these very ugly white Versace glasses. I need to put them on my face. The lady mm. is talking to this other woman and, like, is completely ignoring me. And I was like, <sighs> I know you're trying to work on this sale. But all you could do is step aside because I'm pointing at them and just hand them to me. And then right. she was very dismissive after. And I was like... This lady thinks I'm not going to buy it. So then I was like, well, I'll buy those and then another pair of Versace glasses and give me two pairs of Ray-Bans. And as I left, I was like, ha, 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 big mistake. And I was like, what is happening? It was one lady and you went insane. <sighs> yeah, that would be me too. I'd be like, well, I'm going to prove to you that I can afford this. Yes. I'm not a thief. Yes. You're the thief. <laughs> You're the thief, man. <laughs> you probably clocked in one extra hour for another $9 on your paycheck, which is truly insane that I did that. But I don't regret it. They're very ugly glasses and I love them. <laughs> Well, all of them or just the one? The two pairs I bought are disgusting. Or the four pairs. Out of the four, two are disgusting, two are normal. <laughs> I would go back to Disney and return two of them. Oh, my God. That's but then I, I think they work on commission and I don't want Cade or Corey or Carl. It was a K name. <laughs> I don't want it to like him to not get his commission because I really loved him. He was helpful. Oh, that's nice then. Well, shout out to Cade, Corey, uh, Keith. At the sunglasses. Oh, and I meant to shout out someone else who was so kind to me. Um, I wonder if I did this already. His name was Daniel. Mm, Daniel was a cater waiter at the New Way House or New House in Hollywood. I was there for this like weird event for the environment. And the chicken fingers were so delightful and delicious. He recognized me and he said, Ms. Byer, is there anything else I can get you? I said, a box of chicken fingers to go. And he looked at me and he said, are you serious? And I said... I have no pride. These are yummy. <laughs> Please give me more free buffet food to go. And he did. That is that is a king. He was my king. So Daniel, if you are listening, I may have thanked you already, but 
I think about those chicken fingies every day. Okay, chicken you be- fingies. <laughs> I love a chicken fingy. How do you like your chicken fingies? Do you like it? Okay, there's two types. One is like crunchy battered. Yeah. Like that you get a like Dairy Queen. And uh-huh. then there's the nasty fucking breaded ones. Which ones do you like? Like, <laughs> wait, the nasty bread ones you mean that are like doughy? Hold on. This is the content everybody wants. Me scrolling through Instagram to find this picture of a chicken fingy. Okay. Because, like, it does need to be crispy. It absolutely has to be crispy. Yes. But sometimes people really prefer these... These nasty ones. Okay, hold on. This might take one whole No, I I will wait. I, I literally... I would do anything for a chicken tendy, chicky. A, chi- a little what is chicky it? fingy. They're truly my favorite. A chicky and I used fingy. to have one saved in my phone, like a picture so I could show servers to be like, <laughs> which kind do you have? Because I only want <laughs> one kind. <laughs> so here, the, the message I sent my friend was, were you with me when I Googled chicken fingies to show a server to make sure they had the ones that I like? My friend said, no, Nicole, but I wish I had been there. Okay. So here are the... <laughs> okay, which ones do you like better? I I think the ones on the left are the ones that I would eat. Is that this one? Is that... Yeah, is that the one that's okay. crispy, right? Yes, that is a crispy... Because that's the one that I would eat. Delicious, juicy one. But sometimes people are like, that's the better one? And I'm like... that's the... Isn't that a wet batter, though? I think the, the crunchy one is a wet batter. And is I think it? the other one is breaded. So it's just like... It's like flour, egg, breading. Yeah, I think when it's breaded... Yeah, flour, egg, br- breadcrumbs? Yeah, breading or something. And I think the Girl, other you know. one is... Maybe no egg? Did you I, be, want, I don't you, know. Girl, the best fried chicken, though, is when they press that potato starch into that wing and they fry the fuck out of it and it's crunchy, crispy, succulent. Wait, I don't know oh, if I've had potato starch chicken wings. Where <gasps> should I be going? Um, Koreatown. Get those, okay. crunchy, get those crunchy ass wings. It's just that starch that ooh, is so crispy. My mouth is watering. I guess I gotta go to Koreatown. I love chicken. Me Fried too. chicken, chicken sammies. Grilled chicken. Grilled chicken is good. I like fake chicken too. I can fuck with fake chicken. There's mm-hmm. this cafe called Spoke Bicycle Cafe. And mm. you'd think, bicycles, but no. They have this chicken sandwich that's so fucking good. But is it good enough for you to wait a couple hours for? Because, you know, there are places like that. Howlin' Ray's in Chinatown, you will have to, when they first open, I waited on a line for like an hour and a half. And I was like, God bless, best ride of my life. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Delicious. I'll wait for some good chicken. I Me fucking too. love, I can't believe how much we've talked about chicken. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jujubee, tell me about your upbringing. So you grew up. Do you have siblings? I do. I have two siblings. My upbringing wasn't the best upbringing. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But it helped me um, grow an imagination. So I would, I kind of would uh, create little scenarios and little plays with my sister. You know, because family life wasn't like the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. But... Um, We've definitely grown into these incredible adults. 
I love that. I think you're very cool. Um, <laughs> my assistant, she's very good at research. She mm. found something that says that you have a memory of your dad buying you your first doll when you were six years old. Yes, yes. We were in a, uh, we were in this, it was a corner store and it, it had everything in it. And he told me I could pick something from the little wheel of toys. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was there was every kind of toy, but I wanted this doll. I don't know why I wanted the doll. I picked it up and I brought it to the counter and the person behind the counter said, um, oh, this is for girls. And my dad didn't care. And he was like, oh, no, this is what this is what he wants. So this is what we're going to get him. And I never forgot that. I, you know, and I'll never forget that because it it was really impactful um, just to know. Yeah. That's And I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. In hindsight, it's like, wow, he like really was this amazing man who could see that I was uh, a lot different, Mm -hmm. but wanted me to feel so a part of this world and his life. Um, that to me is pretty magical. I think it's so magical and so special. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we gender toys anyway, because it's like you're yeah. just playing with something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like, it's so weird to be like, no, boys can't play with dolls. They yeah. have to play with smaller dolls with guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had race cars. I had, you know, dolls, teddy bears. I had all... Yeah, I yeah. love that. The little boy I nannied, he, um, one of them, he had like, um, this little, I think I brought it maybe. It was like just like a little McDonald's toy mm. where it was, um, one of them little girls that flies. You like wind her up and she like yes. flies a little bit. <laughs> I brought that to him and boy was he elated. He was like, a flying girl. <laughs> <laughs> And I just remember how joyful he got with it. But then in the same breath would like be done with her and play with his cars and like go back mm-hmm. to her. And yeah, I just I think we spend too much time policing what kids should and shouldn't do. Like yeah. it doesn't if it's not hurtful, just like fucking let a kid do whatever. Yeah. It's just imagination. I think it really helped me. Right. It helped me just imagine and you know, whenever I needed to create a space for myself mentally that that was more bright and shiny, I, mm-hmm. I was able to do that. And that I love. Um, I just want to pivot back to Drag Race for a hot second. Yes. I talk about Drag Race all day, baby. I know. And I'm like, is it boring? No. Is Jujube over it? Never. But you were on so many times. <laughs> I think so you're, many. you've been on the most of any any other performer? I I think I might be. I think I might be. I definitely can say that I I made it to top three. Was it four times? <laughs> was it I three or four so. times? Yeah, four times. Right, and that's that's a that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I loved you on season two because the earlier seasons. Boy, oh boy, are the near drama. and dear to my fucking heart because yeah. there wasn't really social media back then and Mm-mm. the girls weren't immediately touring with each other. So it was yeah. like, oh, if I don't like you, I don't fuck with you and I'll oh, let you fucking know. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we were like, oh, we're just at summer camp after this. There's no <laughs> we, we weren't thinking about merch and drag con didn't even exist yet. Yeah. You know, so to think back then, I 
I I think it's so amazing to see how much it's grown because, um, you know, the queens are still working. Mama Ru has, has given us the opportunity to go all around the world. Yes. And it's been such an incredible journey. Um, I'm very thankful. Very. I just want to talk about season two, specifically because... <laughs> There's some queens who don't get enough love from that season, so I just want to bring them up. Yes. Okay. Were you? You were obviously there for Mystique's Mystique Summer Madison. Yes. Her bitch, I'm from Chicago moment, which is iconic. Oh. But I think we forget about the moment during the reunion where she said that she wasn't in a good headspace because her mother was kidnapped by the cartel. Was this... <laughs> Maybe I should have her on the show because it is one of my favorite moments of any tell-off or reunion because Rue tried to like get information. She was just very much... I, she was not stolen. She, I thought she had been stolen. I was worried. <laughs> That's why I came down the runway and lame Brian Couture. But, but <laughs> you are so shady, Nicole. <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments. So, was there more than what was edited? Did she get into more detail? I want to say there was no editing to be done for that. <laughs> Because the reaction that Rue had was the same reaction we all had. We just didn't know what was going on. And I I think back then, you know, the newness was there and Mm -hmm. all of us were so proud. But we were like, well, what is that? (laughs) How do you know? How do you know? Like we because we didn't have our phones or anything like that, Mm -hmm. of course. So I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe Uh. she was watching the news and. And was yeah. like, oh, did my mom get snatched up? That's right. one of my favorite moments. And then the bitch I'm from Chicago moment to <laughs> me is iconic because everyone is wearing curtains. It's the Gone with the Wind challenge. So this woman is screaming while wrapped in a curtain. In a curtain. Like, in a curtain. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why I love the show. Because I'm like, if you break it down, it's so funny. It's hilarious. But you know when she screamed, bitch, I'm from Chicago? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, you are from Chicago, but I, don't you live in like Fort Worth, Texas? And she's like, well, yeah, I'm from Chicago, but I live in Fort Worth. Oh. Yeah, that's where I reside, but I'm still from Chicago. But I'm still from Chicago. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yes. I think oh. I cried that day. It was so stressful. I was oh, like, can no. you guys stop fighting? My, in, my, in my ugly feather wig. <laughs> I mean, the whole show is stressful. They turned Tyra Sanchez into a domestic terrorist. Um, And I say that with love. With love. Because, boy, oh boy, Tyra was very funny to me. It's a shame that Tyra doesn't do drag anymore because Mm. I thought she was, oh, so talented. Oh, I mean, Beyonce did just put out new music, so I, I feel know. like this is an opportunity for a us to see a renaissance for Tyra Sanchez, the okay. other Tyra. Um, and then, yeah, it was just a perfect season. I <laughs> will con. There's one episode where they have to eat. You guys had to uh, eat chicken fried or chicken. What? 
Yes, yeah. chicken or what? Yeah. And again, my favorite mystique was like, I don't eat fried, I don't eat food, fried foods. <laughs> which is again, I say this with love. It was it's she was just so funny because yeah. I was like, it's one thing to like say what you want to say. <laughs> just like, but just to create a story. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. And then All Stars 1, insane. Why would we ever do it? Why would we put people in pairs? I couldn't believe it. I was uh, honestly out of... It was pretty scary, but exciting at the same time because I knew I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm with Raven. Mm-hmm. She's incredible." So we're gonna uh, go far. I was like, "We're gonna work this out." And if I get a little lazy, she could do. She could <laughs> just pick up my slack because <laughs> I know Raven, and she's not gonna let us down. I love that thought process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My oh, fav- yes. oh, I love yes. that. My oh, favorite yeah. moment of that is Raven going, guess what Mimi, Mimi? did? That. <laughs> Tammy Brown, uh, what does she oh, say? Uh, I'm a Teletubby uh, too. Teleport me to Mars. T- yes, tele- just, teleport oh. us to Mars. And she did the ha ha, I'm acting. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh. like that, that scene will forever be... Uh, it's like it's like a Renaissance painting. Yes. If you just take a still from that, yes. everybody's looks. It's like it. it that's the Last Supper. It you know? really is the Last Supper. And again, is very funny. Uh, Manila is literally dressed as a Teletubby. A Teletubby. And I think Ooh. Mimi's wearing like a clown outfit. Like it's just it's so when you get down to it and break it apart, it is so <laughs> funny to me. It is. It's hilarious. Ugh. I'm so glad that you can see that part of it because that's how I watch Drag Race. I'm like, this is so funny. Yes. It's funny. And I don't get the, uh, if you're listening to this and you're part of the fandom, there's no need to ever say anything nasty to any of the girls. Never. We're on a televised competition show. Sure. <laughs> they've signed up to be critiqued by the judges. And if you have a thought, go to a party. Go to a viewing yeah. party. Say it Write to it your friends. You don't have to tweet about <laughs> it. Everyone has so many opinions, and I'm like, I don't know. We've been served entertainment for a long time. A and I long love it. time, darling. I love it. And then season five of All Stars. Oh my goodness, she had the money. She had oh, the money. Some of these in. looks were oh. She went in. That was. That was one of the most exciting times for me to actually prepare. I was in such a great headspace. I, you know, started my uh, sober journey. So, like, Mm -hmm. I was solid. And as soon as I got the call, I made, I I think it was like 40 phone calls just to get everything in order. Mm -hmm. Because I was, you know, I was touring. So there there were bits and spaces. Mm -hmm. but, But you knew. You knew Miss Juju was in a good Juju headspace. I love it. Congrats <laughs> on sobriety. It's Thank hard. You. Oh my gosh, it's the hardest thing. I I drink like sparkling juice now mm-hmm. and water. Water. <laughs> can you believe that? I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm not sober, but I do 
sometimes when I've had like a, a tough week where I'm like, girl, mm. you're doing too much. I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me, like sometimes I'll just stop drinking for a month and yeah. I'm like, wow, my skin's better. I wake up earlier. I'm a happier person. Maybe this is how I should live. <laughs> and then I'm like, gotta give me a little monster again. It's, yeah, sobriety I think is underrated. <laughs> it's honestly this is what i always tell people i used to be a drunk mess and Mm -hmm. now i'm just a sober mess i'm I'm still a mess i'm just a sober mess you know (laughs) it's just easier for me to work through my problems this way than it Mm -hmm. used to be for me over there it's um for me it's rather interesting. People ask me a lot if I'm drunk when I'm fully sober and I'm like, "Oh, no." <laughs> um, but I have like ADHD and I like found an article. I think I might have mentioned it before on this. I don't know. But I found an article that said people with ADHD like drinking because it is like a downer, but it kind of like helps your brain. But then everyone else is drunk as being impulsive the way you are normally. normally. So you feel like included in the group because people are acting the way you act when you're sober. Wait, how do I find out if I have ADHD? I don't know, but think about it. I like really thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, drunk people will talk in non sequiturs. Drunk people yeah. will forget that you're talking to them and yeah. start talking to somebody else. And like, yeah. I was like, oh. That's yeah. That's just me normally. normally. Cause that's me too. Uh huh. You might have ADHD. I talked to a psychiatrist, and it wasn't like an official test or anything. She let me talk uninterrupted for ten minutes, and she said it's bad. It's she said, not- "Baby, <laughs> you talked about five million things. It's not good, friend." <laughs> but yeah, my- I started taking medicine, and it changed my life. I'm on Vyvanse. It's time released. You cannot abuse it. Because I was like, I like cocaine. She was like, what do you like yeah. about it? I was like, you have fun conversations, have a glass of wine, clean your apartment. She was like, what? Yeah. That was, <laughs> I, was that, I was I was that girl too. That's yeah. why the, the drinking for me was like, yeah. I Because that was like the, <laughs> swear to God, am I going to do cocaine or am I not going to drink tonight? Like it was literally <laughs> that for me. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, honestly, like, I don't know how we do this. So I've been watching these YouTube videos. It's called, like, The Soft White Underbelly. It's a man who interviews people on Skid Row. Mm. And he talks to them like human beings. Like, even people Mm -hmm. who are, like, maybe in, like, a psychosis, he, like, tries to talk to them or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was like, why? We need to, like, destigmatize drug use. Like, there's a reason why people use. So, like, why can't we figure it out? Oh, As we know what it is, right? What? We just—it's it, I. It, if if all of us had the mental health care, and there was not a stigma to the idea yes. of talking about resentments or pain from the past or trying to move forward, then I think a lot of people out there wouldn't be numbing so mm-hmm. much. Of course, there's a chemical dependence, but there's also that relationship that it, it's an emotional relationship yes. with this thing that isn't speaking to you mm-hmm. it's just stuff that you're uh using to get by to feel okay yeah and i'm you like know? and there is a chemical dependence but there are people in this world 
who can use all sorts of drugs and all not sorts. become chemically dependent right. on them. So right. I'm like, well, if that happens, then there must be something different in the brain. Why mm. aren't we studying that? Like oh. Viagra exists, but we can't figure out <laughs> how to stop drug use or okay. not even stop, but like figure out uh, safe, what is it? Reduced harm things. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting to me, Jujube. I think you and I should start a coalition for this. Let's do it. <laughs> let's start a coalition. Be like, hey, friends, let's get healthy. <laughs> Real quick, Jujube, we have yeah. to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
beep, bop, boop, bop, beep. We're back. Okay, Juju B, are you dating? Are you married? Do you care to say? Uh, Um, you know what? I am. I'm all I'm going to say about that is I am dating. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Okay. You don't even have to talk about current dating. Let's go um, in the past dating a little bit. Um, So after Drag Race came out, Mm -hmm. uh, were you on apps or anything? And did you find that dating became more difficult because you were a celebrity? Well, here is the funny story. During Drag Race, and for about for 13 years, actually, I was with one person. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, we were together for that long, and then uh, we were going to get married, and it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. I uh, broke it off when I was 33, and I'm 38 now. So it's okay. been five years of me being single. So in that singleness, I finally got to download the apps. Oh, because I didn't have that when we first mm-hmm. started dating. You know, it was so long. Um, and I got to tell you, that part of it was really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm not one to post photos of myself shirtless or, um, you know, I I never had to write a, a paragraph about me that things, wasn't for... Things you're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I was like... I can show you my resume <laughs> and I'm, you know, like here's my credit mm-hmm. score. Like what, like what do we need here? Um, so that was pretty interesting and it made me feel old. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. The apps are a thing where it's funny. I just read a thing mm. <laughs> and by read, <laughs> she skimmed it. That was like, <laughs> they, they claim the apps are designed to like, be deleted. You're supposed to like meet people. But mm. then I learned on a lot of the apps, they have a lot of like bots or like people who work there who will just like respond to you to like keep you coming back from the app. So for like every three real people, there's like and like a, a person who works at Tinder or whatever. And I was like, this is devastating. Oh my gosh. Well, it's a business because you have to pay for different tiers. So it's like well, if you find somebody, we lose that business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's so fucked up. Oh, but then that's when they can come to me and I'll find them a date. <laughs> that's what I mean. But I will say this. I have had luck on the apps. Have you had any luck? Um, so my my current partner I met on an app and I okay. saw them for a while and I didn't do any swiping. I just was like, hmm, I really want mm-hmm. I really want it. I really want to hang out with them, but I'm I'm just afraid. I'm scared. And I finally did it and we matched. And it wasn't the free version because we both swiped. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got them. <laughs> <laughs> Dating is such like a conundrum, methinks. Yeah. Yeah. Just- it is. Even without the pressure of like being on television or being a person that people know, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I have to lock up the library, yeah, swipe on the app, and maybe go out with someone who's terrible and yeah, go back to my job. Yeah, it's it's kind of depressing. Yeah, it's it's a and it's a lot of like if you if you have one of the apps, mm-hmm. you already know who everybody is. Mm-hmm. 
because everybody's on every app, right? And yep. and um, it's the same thing. Some maybe some apps would appear a little bit different from other apps, where they look a little bit more professional or mm-hmm. you know more at home. But um, it is a lot of the same things. It is. It is a lot of the same things, and. I don't know. I'm at the point right now where I'm like, maybe I just work a lot. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be swiping. That's real tea. I, I, the relationship I'm in now is so casual. You know, I'm in, he's in New York. I'm in Boston. It's, we don't see each other all like much, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very casual. So it's very different from the super serious relationship before. And I, I think that's an interesting thing, at least in dating life is you get to kind of feel out the different types of uh, Mm -hmm. human interactions you get. Yeah. The older I get, the more I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I don't need someone in my house. Maybe (laughs) it'd be nice to you have yours, I have mine. Uh-huh. We see each other, and we see each other, yeah. and we have our own lives. Yeah, we'll book a trip. Like, I'll, I'll, you yes. know what I mean? I'll meet you. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'll I mean, meet you. In, I'll meet you in. I would say Hawaii, but they keep saying, "Please don't come here." Yeah, I'll meet you in uh, Bali. I don't know where Bali is. I think that's really far. I would say like <laughs> I'd say like Portland, Maine. <laughs> okay, yeah, Portland, Maine. That works. Wait, did we take a break already? Did I do that? We took a break, yeah. Okay, do you God, take another I'm one? losing my mind. I guess. Okay, let's take a break now that we've talked about taking a break. <laughs> Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So 
even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. <laughs> We're back. I truly act like sometimes I have never hosted a podcast in my whole fucking life. Okay. Jujubee. Yes. So you worked as a professional makeup artist I did. for MAC Cosmetics. I did. I did. I did. I sold for lipstick. For how long? I actually just, I just did it for three years and it was. I truly thought you were going to say, I just quit. And I was like, girl. <laughs> yeah, I've been in down, I've been in downtown crossing this whole time at the Macy's. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I worked. And let me tell you, working customer service is one of the hardest jobs because you get yelled mm-hmm. at by people who yeah. are taking their anger out on you when you're just uh-huh. trying to wipe down a lipstick. Yeah, you're like, I'm sorry, Ruby Woo is all sold out. Sold and they're out. like, how dare you? And you're like, I don't know. I don't, we want me to make it? I don't, we, just, we don't have it. I'm like, oh, the, you know what I do here is I just scan it. I'm like, I don't do it. Yeah, that's, ugh. I worked retail for so long, and I truly learned, I was like, I don't actually have to help people. Yeah. I get paid regardless if right. you get the pants that you want. Right. So the minute someone was mean to me, they're like, I need this in a different size. And I'd be like, and I need to sit on my phone in the back. Well, I <laughs> pretend to look for it. Oh, you have Sorry to do about that. It. You have to do that because they have to see you walk back there. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, watch a music video and then mm-hmm. go back and say, ah, oh, <laughs> I looked everywhere. And then they're like, thank you so much for looking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll even go a step further and watch two music videos. And if I see their size, I'll bring up the one that's smaller and the one that's bigger. And I'll go, this is the only one I found. Be nice to the people in the store because they'll actually help you if they you're will. nice to them. Just be nice. It's taught me to be really, really aware and really kind to people who work mm-hmm. at stores because I couldn't do it now. Oh my gosh, I couldn't do it now. No, I, yeah, I just, I just, I would lose my mind dealing with people. And then Uh you keep seeing these videos of people brawling and like Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh baby. The Bath & Body Works. And I'm like, they don't don't get paid enough. I am flight or flight. So Mm -hmm. I will just fly. My name is Airline. (laughs) <laughs> I will leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to the sky. Oh, My I'm name leaving. is Airline. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. Um, here's a question. What's up? You have two cats. Oh my gosh, Mister and Pris. And Pris. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I love it. Um, have you? Are you? Have you always been a cat person? I didn't know that I was a cat person until Mister came into my life, and from that moment, I knew that, it, like, it, it's we. It's so weird because I was never an animal person, mm-hmm. but Mister has not only turned me into a cat person; he's turned me into an animal person. Aww. Where I like, I'm like, come here, little squirrel. You know, like. <laughs> Come on, I'm pigeon. the same way. Like, I'm like, come I here. I am the same way. So I got a dog because I had the flu. And this is like seven or eight years ago. And I was like, I need somebody to love me. So I went and adopted a dog. Mm-hmm. And I love Clyde. He loves me. 
It's very funny. He like I'm so loud. Yeah. He doesn't flinch when I scream. If someone <laughs> ever tries to kill me, he's gonna be like, "Wow, she's like role playing now." I don't know. But like, I just <laughs> love animals. I'll see a lizard outside and be like, "Do you want to come home with yeah. me?" Yeah. Here. <laughs> yes. I will save a termite. Well, no, I'm gonna take yeah. that back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in my house, if I see a very small spider or like a moth. I'll just let it live. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I didn't see you before. You were probably here the whole time. The whole time. So, like, you can live. Like, giant spiders, though, like, they, I, God bless, I'm so sorry, you have to leave. But, yeah. And you then, put a cup over them, though, and a piece of paper and put them outside, sure right? Sure won't. <gasps> I can't. I can't with a spider. I'll vac them. I vacuum them up because I, I big spiders really scare me. Big spiders and cockroaches are the only two things that can't live. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Anything else? Daddy long legs? You can stay. That's fine. You're cute. What long legs do you have? How silly. (laughs) (laughs) And your name's Daddy. Hey, Daddy. Daddy. I can't kill Daddy. I love Daddy. Oh. Um. So wait, how long have you had your two cats? Mister is fifteen, and Chris is thirteen, and they have no idea that they're geriatric cats. They like jump. That's ar- what they're called. Well, geriatric I, I, I think I think that's what, yeah. I think they're they're at that age now. They're not. They're they're above senior, I think. Oh. Um, according according to the internet's, I could, <laughs> I could be wrong, <laughs> but um, they don't know. You know, they have the zoomies at three in the morning and. Yeah, they, yeah. There's, there. I love my babies. Yeah, Glide's getting up there a little bit. His teeth are getting terrible. His breath smells so bad. Yeah, like we'll be cuddling, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> oh, but I love you so much. I know, I know. I'm like, it's okay. You can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. I yeah. It's like whatever. You run the world. Wait, so wait, you were also on Dragnificent. That was on TLC. That was right? on TLC, yeah. Well BB Zaharab and I, I also watched Dragnificent. She said something that I cannot remember that was so funny. It was about lighting. Lanterns. Lanterns in the woods. Yes. She's like, Lanterns are for looking for beasts in the woods. <laughs> or beasts in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Lanterns. It made me laugh so hard. She's so funny. She's I, one oh. of the funniest people. And and Bibi's a Harbonnet is always like that. Really? Every, yes, she is the most uh, loving, and it, it's it's literally the Bibi energy. Um, and when she enters a room, it's like she walks in, and she has this invisible cloak that walks in twenty mm-hmm. feet after her. It's very that. I love that. That mm-hmm. first season of Drag Race was so fun for me. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Rebecca Glasscock on a season of All Stars, but I think they have stopped performing. I, which is I think so, too. A tragedy to me. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Me, too. Also, you were on Queen of the Universe. What were you saying? I sang for 20 seconds. I was one of the first... <laughs> That's fine. I, I, I sang for. Tw- I was there for twenty seconds, and um, and I and I will say that I am the pork chop of Queen of the Universe, and I'm very proud of it. The first to go the home. The first to go home. Yeah, they cut six of us, and I was the first to walk off stage, and I, oh, 
I stood there and I looked over to the to Betty Bitch Slap, who was to my right, and I was trying mm-hmm. to ESP to her, go first, because I didn't want to walk down first. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I probably would just turn to me like, you gotta walk out first. I can't do it. Go ahead. Get out of here. We want the prettiest girl to go first. You go ahead, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to trick someone. Yeah, no, it <laughs> was, like, it was the fun. Prettiest. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was fun. I, I, I got to... Uh, sing i always have a fear of singing in front of people but it was an experience that i needed to do for myself to just kind of open up my my own mind of my mm-hmm. abilities and sure i would have loved to do better but you can't get third place in all the competitions you do nicole <laughs> <laughs> I mean, third place is just as good. I, I think. love it. Oh, I don't know. I, making it to the top three, yeah. baby. It, the journey is for it's the journey for me. I I enjoy every moment. Okay, here's a question: UK versus the world. Was that shot here or in the UK? In uh, Manchester. Oh, how yeah. fun! Yeah. For whatever reason, I thought they would have shot it here. Really? But I guess it was more UK girls. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it was it was and um it was cool. I mean that that was very interesting because I think peak Jujubee, like for everybody out there, like, you know, who watches Drag Race, All Stars Five is Peak Jujubee. Because UK mm-hmm. versus the world, she was in her head. Mm. Oh my god. And that was um that was about I think eight months to a year after the pandemic, like the shutdown. Mm-hmm. So my brain was like do I do this again? Yeah, I, I need to do this so I can leave my house, so I can mm-hmm. see people. Like, I showed up. I was like, I'm going to show up just so I can see people. <laughs> I miss people. You're like, I won't prep a thing. I'll wear whatever I, falls in my suitcase. I literally... I'm just happy to be here and see a person. I Yeah, I mean, I had I had one designer who stuck around the whole time, thank, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything was rushed by the end, you know? Because... During that time, I think the Grammys was going on and a lot of the designers were getting offers from um, huge names to get mm-hmm. things made for these award shows that have now been digitized instead of live audiences. So the, mm-hmm. so I, I was like, I just need things. Just, I just need something just to dress. Can you something make me simple, something with some, dots on it, please? Some, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny because it's also like specific things I need to be dots I need to, I need to be a plate of spaghetti please <laughs> um, will you tell me about your podcast Queen of Hearts uh, Queen of Hearts oh my gosh okay so we're uh, we did season one and I feel like season one of Queen of Hearts was like the good juju season because mm-hmm. I kind of sent a lot of couples out on dates even if like maybe they didn't deserve it. I just wanted like love to be around, and it wasn't my money. Uh-huh, <laughs> but uh-huh, uh-huh. this time around, I feel like I'm. Dare I say I'm a little bit bitchier, and I think there's okay. an expectation now because sometimes the daters show up like ready to play these games, and they're ready to find mm-hmm. a partner in crime, and then some of them don't. So I'm there to either tell them to scoot, scoot, mm-hmm. or to um just shine because a lot of times these dates if you go in thinking it's going to be super serious then you're you've already Mm -hmm. lost like you're just supposed to have fun um and if i think it's going to work out then i'll pay for your date 
But oh, all, yeah, I'm also kind of cheap though. You know, so <laughs> so we have one. So I'll pay for your date, but you can only go to the Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. And you can only order the small plates. So basically there's one. <laughs> so basically, let's let's say you were let's say you were a contestant, right? Okay. Okay. So you're the contestant. We find three people that would be great daters for you. Mm-hmm. Before we even move on to the first round, you'll hear three uh, sound bites or stories from each person. Okay. You don't get to talk to all three of them because you have to send one back. Okay. Just from hearing about them, I t- I see their pictures and I describe them to you, to you, you know, and I help you kind of figure out and I guide. And then when we move on to the next part, we play games. It's a whole bunch of games. It's a lot of relaxing games. Like there's a game, uh, one of my favorites is the Bone Zone. It's a sex oh. quiz. You know, we give them these quizzes where they answer a whole bunch of really private questions. Like and- what? What's an example of the Bone Zone quiz? The bone zone, like like uh, if somebody has like a kink, like on Queen uh-huh. of Hearts, I heard of this kink and it's called a um, praise kink. Never heard of it. Have you a heard of that? A praise kink. A praise kink is a kink where you want your partner to tell you how great you are, how beautiful, how sexy, how magical you are. And I was like, doesn't everybody have that? Yeah. I have I that. I have that too. Yeah, I've been on, I've dated people where I'm like, can you just like tell me that like I'm really pretty today because I need it? Yeah, I'm like that too. I'm like, I mean, I do it to myself, but it would be really Mm -hmm. nice to have somebody else to be like, you know, so there's that. And then um, there's Juju's book club where we write our erotic story. We start with a sentence and we go around. And I think these games, like they're super silly, but it helps kind of relax everyone. Okay. (laughs) I like that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And they don't see each other. They don't see each other at all. Until at all. when? Until it's just one-on-one. Okay. And this season, we had the cameras came on and the reaction was, oh. <laughs> and there was no way, girl, let me tell you, there was no way for me to even hide. I had to mute myself because I just screamed. Oh. I know. That's okay. That is one of my issues with just like online dating in Mm. general. Because if you talk to someone enough, you vibe with them. Yes. And then you create something that may or may not be true. Yeah. And then when you see them, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, but you know what? I thought it was going to be a no. And then we send them off to seven minutes in heaven. They come back and she wanted it. And I was like, well, oh, that was really confusing. <laughs> that is confusing to be like, meh. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. It's like the meme of uh, the kombucha lady meme where it's like, yes, yes. Also, something really crazy this season we have a woman named Chelsea who is a breakup coach. Okay. And I help her find love. And it is out of this world there's an alpha male named sergio wait until you hear sergio oh my goodness big dick energy Ooh, sergio <laughs> also what a fabulous name me i'm sergio, sergio. Mm-hmm. oh this i love mm. that sounds so exciting Thank you. I mean, the, season two comes out on October 11th, and you can listen to it everywhere. 
like right here where we're listening now. Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere you can listen, you can listen. Um, real quick, I just want to talk about to Feng Wu because you said that was a pivotal piece of entertainment in your development. Oh, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So, uh, you know, the movie To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, mm-hmm. Julie Newmar. I actually, the first time I ever saw the movie, I was really uncomfortable. I didn't know what drag was. And it, mm-hmm. but it made me alert, and I questioned the idea of the art. And years later, I went to UMass Amherst for theater, and I lived on the two and twenty floor. It was uh, LGBTQIA floor, so I felt mm-hmm. like so comfortable. And we watched the movie every single night for two semesters. It <sighs> was like it was it was all the queer kids just like spending time together and literally just watching the movie, and it it was like that, and it was cool. I love that so much. I can't remember when I found To Wong Fu, but I remember watching it because I loved Patrick Swayze and mm-hmm, Ghost. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, Patrick in a dress, I don't know. But then I was like, oh no, Patrick in a dress, I do know. Um, and I just like loved the movie. Yeah. And it's like campy, but then like heartfelt. And- yes. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I think drag has fully influenced my femininity, which is (laughs) so interesting. Because, like, when I started doing makeup, I was like, well, I have to wear big lashes. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I have to figure out how to contour. And it was just a lot of, like, trial and error to emulate these drag queens. Like, I used to go to Barracuda all the time in New York and see Bob the Drag Queen before... Bob became Bob and I just loved Bob the drag queen I was like my oh my goodness it's like gigantic dark skinned queen who's so funny and so fabulous that's what I want to (laughs) be yes yeah I think drag is really special drag is for everybody it is it is for everybody (laughs) where's your favorite place to perform my favorite place to perform Mm -hmm. Uh, city oh city yeah Huh. You know, can I say Boston? Is that like me you cheating? Can. I love Boston. Because I do. And because a Boston audience is always going to tell you if you're great or if you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they'll mm-hmm. say it in the most kind way. <laughs> Very kind way. Uh, there's a theater there called the Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And that's the first theater I ever sold out. So it has like, it's near and dear to my heart. It's right around the corner but from the where I live. Fucking, really? Yes. Oh, I love the Wilbur. Any any time I've done a show, my own show, other people's shows, the audiences are always so fucking good. So there good. was one show I did where a woman puked in the balcony, and I was like, "Yeah, <gasps> Boston fucking goes hard. I love Boston." Did it hit anybody? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was like a slight pandemonium, and then we couldn't figure it out until after someone told us. <laughs> during the show I can't remember but I was like ah I love Boston <laughs> you're like what's the smell it's Boston <laughs> I love it I have another question what's up do you ever run into I think Ben de la Creme uh, coined this phrase for me for com- comedians I call they're called chuckle fuckers do you ever run into clown chasers um yes and it's really interesting and at, actually, later on in the drag, I've gotten wives come through meet and greets and tell me about their husbands and say really naughty things. 
and they'll point oh. at their husbands. Yeah, it's really. And I'm like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Let's take a picture. I don't want to know about your husband's penis, though. That's really wild. <laughs> yeah. I think people are very repressed in a way where when they see something that opens their eyes a little bit, they're like, well, gotta tell this drag queen about my husband's dick. And it's nice. And I like it. Uh, this drag queen will love it. Uh, yeah, I think people just start losing their minds a little. Oh, absolutely. They And they say whatever they want to say. Uh-huh. All the time, like it. If you're in drag, they almost don't see that you're a, a human because uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. you're like a character, and they t- they tell you all their secrets. And I think that's drag magic. It's magic. I do think it's drag magic. Uh-huh. Okay, Juju B. Yes, we have come <laughs> to the end. I could talk to you forever. You're delightful. I think so too. <laughs> I need you to come on Queen of Hearts, first of all, when you're ready to I date. I would love to. I think that would be very fun to go on a blind date with somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, Juju B, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Um, honestly, Queen of Hearts is is something that I've worked on. It's it's huge for me, but I'm also going on tour with Peppermint. We're doing very a live fun. music tour. Um, you can get all the information on Peppermint's website. And um, Why not yours? Because this is Peppermint's baby, and I was like, I want to do this with you. Oh, you know, okay. it, it's it's this it's this nice it's this nice collaborative thing where it's going to be two people who love music who who are just out there with the live band and we're singing music that we wrote ourselves, and it's going to be chill. It's going to be R and B, and it's going to be all about love. It's going to be I so like good. That. Yeah, that's going to be fun. What's Peppermint's website? Peppermint's website is I think it's. <laughs> Hold on, let me... like, I don't want a single person to come see this. <laughs> Wait, <wait. laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Peppermint. It is. Uh, you can get tickets at peppermintonline.com. Okay, perfect. You'll love to see it. Okay, Juju B. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to rehearsal now. For drag oh, okay. the musical. I love it. Well, wait for me to finish the episode and then you can fucking go. You're good. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you like this episode, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe. Give me five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it is. And then if you want to write me a nasty little message hitting on me, um, it would be a dream. I would love it. Uh, you'll send it to Why Won't You Date Me Podcast at gmail.com. Mars, my producer, reads it. Please don't send her dick pics. She don't want them. Okay. <laughs> this person said, best pickup line you will read today. Let's bump tacos. It's short. It's to the point. Okay. Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
I have a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 